You're listening to the Village Wealth Management Podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Bross, along with Mark Kern. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Village Wealth Management Podcast. Uh, today, we're talking about uh, identity crisis. So, Isaiah, what's an identity crisis? When you hear that, what do you think? Right off the gap. Are you talking on a personal level or a business level? I just want to hear what you think about identity crisis. Identity I'm not going to help you. You're waking up every day and kind of being influenced by outside people and not being true to yourself. Um, maybe not self-reflecting and you know, maybe gathering your thoughts and living who you truly are meant to be. Okay, well, I guess that's more of a textbook. Okay, how do you, let me ask you this. I looked the definition up before. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so how do you identify an identity crisis? Uh, I think that comes with uh, self-reflection, asking, you know, the people close to you, like, what do you, how do you view me? Or what, what, what do you see me? What's your input? Um, and being open to taking constructive criticism and feedback from others. I think if you automatically, if you tell me one thing and I butt heads, I'm like, ah, that's not what I am. I think that's a crisis right there. Like, well, that's how everybody in the outside world probably views me, but I don't view myself that way. So, uh, yeah, kind of close. I'm, yeah, you've learned a few a thing or two around here, haven't you? Uh, it, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just, a little bit. No, really, what I'm re- referring to is identity crisis. Is when you know it, it changes, and, and really, I guess uh, the question is: is who are you? What what what, what identifies us? Uh, it depends on the situation, right? So it depends on where I'm at. Depends on what I'm doing. Depends on my mood. Depends on a lot of things. You know, it depends on my age in life. You know, when I was 19, I had a different identity than I have today at 42. You know, I mean, that's just the reality of it. That's the, it's an evolving, um, fluid thing. Your identity, your personal identity, it, it definitely it's it's fluid. It moves. I'm a grandpa now. Just became a grandpa a couple of weeks ago. So you yeah, know, so how did that change your identity right there? Is that more- oh yeah? It, it, you know, you think about it. I, to be real honest, but yeah, you, you sit there and you say, "Am I really a grandpa?" I mean, my goodness, so what what, what do grandpas initial, do? Yeah. So is your initial thought just like I'm, I'm getting old? Because I, I feel like that's kind of like. You know, once you become grandpa, you're like, man, that's what I I look at my grandpa. I'm like, man, I just always see him as kind of the old guy. Yeah, I kind of knew everything. Yeah. I mean, so how, is that a battle for you? Yeah, I, you know if, how you even look at it. I mean, well, you feel. I mean, initially you feel old, but that that's one of the reasons I'd like to have this conversation because <laughs> it might help me. Uh, and that is really, honestly, um, you know, I I try to teach my kids, you know, be who you are before anyone ever showed up. You know, be be true to this person inside, and so you know the identity. The problem with Americans, for sure, Americans are more susceptible to this because we have more things in our life. We have more status. We have more. Uh, we we there's so many things in status. I I go back to that. Uh, uh, the, you know the the real four fundamental components of guys when you don't see who they are and you just walk into a room and you there's four things that identify guys. You remember those things. You know, it's your physical stature, your strength. Yep. It's it's your influence as far as your your affluence, as far as money, and it's women. You know, if you have a a, a trophy wife or, or a trophy model on your arm or whatever, guys will actually pay to have escorts show up to these events so they feel. And when you go into an event, we're constantly gauging each other based on pretty pretty predominantly those three things: your physical stature. If you're a uh, out of shape, frumpy person, uh, then you'll see that guy is going to accentuate his his money or his model that he brought with him. You know, another guy could be uh, broke and not have a girl, but he's going to be this massive, you know, physically stature guy. I could beat up everybody, you know, they're identifying themselves. Their identity is linked to uh, these material things or these, these visual things that people know when on all reality, that identity starts inside. 
That's, that's what it is. It's, it's true to that internal piece of you, that compass that you have. Obviously, for me, I have a, I'm a Christian. I have a very strong belief in that. That's my identity. I am a Christian, first of and foremost. That's my, my, my primary focus in my life. Everything revolves around that. And then, so that helps to have the stability of that. That's your anchor. That's the ballast in the boat that helps establish who I am. And then I'm all these other things. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, constantly changing things up. And I, I, I was going off on that tangent was, I was telling my kids, you know, we're not the things we have. We're the, we're the person we are before we ever had those things. Yeah. And the day we let those things that we have change who this guy is, then we're off. That's an identity crisis. Okay. Yeah. So I've seen guys that they, they lose their hair. They go through an identity crisis. Yeah. You see guys who lose their job and their position and their power, they go through an identity crisis. You go, you see guys who get older and they realize my physical stature, my strength, my power, you know, that I used to have is no longer there. They go through that. You see other people get divorces later in life as their kids are gone because they want to marry back up to that trophy wife status because that was their identity. And then they look at their wife and say, well, she's not that anymore. So they're going to move on. The, those are what I would call identity crises. You know, and well, so how do you think somebody operates when they kind of hit a, a hiccup in the road for the identity. I mean, to get back on track, like oh yeah, it starts inside. Some side effects of that, obviously, depression. Um, yeah, well, I. I I mean, it shows up in all these weird behaviors. I mean, we, you know, you, we see it in our clients. They come in, they spend money on buying, you know, the old car they used to have in high school. Uh, it's amazing to me how many times you hear uh, they hooked up with an old high school fling, you know, because they're, you know, they're trying to go back and relive that, get back to that place where they were happy. Grabbing whatever kind of yeah. is available to just try to get back on track. And I think it's all linked to that identity. The identity is off. It's all these things. And then when you start losing these things, they start being stripped from you. Like, I'm a, I'm a young dad. I mean, well, now I'm a grandpa. You know, it's like, okay, you're not that young dad anymore, Mark. You're getting older. You know, it's time to, time to think, you know, hey, it's, but ultimately, that's not who I am anyways. I'm this guy internally. You know, just a title. So exactly, yeah, a title of the grandpa is literally just that. A title. Yep. So let's just say you, like you're saying, being true to your core value every single day, no matter what your title is, uh, you know, whatever. And I think I like back to the job. I think you see more, or maybe it's more obvious of people living their identity through their job titles. You know, I'm, I'm a, you know, I could be a janitor at wherever. And this is just what I'm supposed yeah. to be, and you know, kind of settling down that. Or I'm a CEO for Forge or whatever it is. And, There's uh, people you know, that'll take jobs just for that identity. They'll be uh, police officers for the idea there. I'm a police officer. Other guys are police officers because they have a passion of trying to help society fix things or do whatever. Other guys want that for that power, that position, that identity that goes with it. You know, yeah. same with firemen, same with all these things. As we, as kids, we idolize those, those, those uh, positions. You know, yeah. we look to them and say, oh man, it'd be cool to be an astronaut or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but here's the thing I, I've said, I, I opened this can of worms for this purpose. And that is how do you, heal from an identity crisis any any thoughts i'm curious to hear what you thought what you think how do you heal i mean i think you know you can you've or how do you prevent it maybe i'll ask that well, i think that's back to your your daily self-reflection and again I, I go back to you know asking people around you and being open to constructive criticism but i think uh at the end of the day is you know the journaling process and being true to you you know and, yep. and writing this is who i am yeah your i am statement we kind of talked about that off and on and you know if you if you're not you know, if you're, if you're writing this I am every single day and then you're going on, you're like, well, that's not what I'm doing, but I'm just writing and kind of going through the motions. I think that's the first steps. But I think recognition or recognizing that you're in that, you know, kind of almost lie to yourself every day, that's when I think you need to start changing something or, you know, reevaluating what's going on in your life. 
Yep. Now, uh, that's, that's a pretty good answer. I'm impressed. And that's a hard thing to do, impress yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm learning something from this. Uh, stuff, so this is so, like, good therapy sessions are working out. Yeah, you know, um, I, would, I would agree with you, especially on the I am statement that, you know, that's who I am. I, I am this person. I am disciplined. I'm, I'm the guy who wakes up every morning. I'm the guy who does this. I'm the guy who, whatever it is, you know, yeah. that helps alleviate or uh, that, that actually is preventing the, the train coming off the tracks in the identity crisis mode. Okay. Yeah. So how do you heal from that? I think just kind of seeing where you're, you know, reevaluating, I guess you're, you're in almost back to the eulogy or, you know, you're, you're who you want to be known as at the end of your life. You know, when somebody's sitting down at your funeral and, and saying this is who he is, like, you know, reverse engineering that. So I don't, you know, to, to kind of heal from it, you got to kind of look and see where you're at at the present to figure out where you're going. I don't, that's not a good answer, I guess, but, um, yeah, I think I got a better answer. Okay, I just want to care. I was curious to hear your answer. Yeah. Oh, that was a pathetic answer, but well, yeah, it's obvious you haven't had an identity crisis you had to heal from. Well, I don't know. I mean, so. I, I get down days <laughs> and we get off weeks and I mean, I don't know if that's identity crisis, but it's uh, something no. Like, yeah, there, that's you know totally I mean? separate. So back to identity crisis. I think that's, you know, just sticking to your core values, right? I mean, that's true to yourself. That's I yep. have a set of core values myself. Yep. Yours is, you know, you're a Christian person. This is the, the, the values you live by. And I think, you know, just keep checking in on a daily basis. Or, yep. Yeah, so so the, uh, the, I, really what triggers now, I mean, having an off day is not an identity crisis. Okay, so here's what happens. When, when you have an identity crisis, it's when you start to change your behaviors. Sudden, sudden changes in behavior, sudden turns, left turns, right turns, whatever it is in behaviors. All of a sudden, it, that's when you when you have to. But so I think the first step is awareness. You have to have an awareness that's yeah. happening. Okay, you yeah. can't solve any problem you're not aware of. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you know, so you have to be aware of it. And so whenever you find yourself so depression, all these things are, are signs of that. When you're depressed, and then when you find yourself making dramatic, drastic changes in your life, whether it's a whether it's a hairstyle change, whether it's a, a, a car change all of a sudden or whatever, whatever is a drastic turn in your life, then you have to start being aware and saying, what's going on? Why do I want that? What, what's the motivation of this? Examining the motivations. for this. If there are goals and there are things and you realize, hey, I'm, I'm 42 now, I'm getting older, I better hurry up and get this stuff done because my bucket list is, is too long for the amount of time I have left. You know, and so I have to, whatever, that's fine. Uh, as long as it's not because you're you're trying to reinvent yourself when you find yourself trying to reinvent yourself because of of a of a of of an external factor that's being stripped from you so uh whether you you know it's whether it be a loss of wife or whether you're you're now a grandfather and your kids are moving on i see this in parenting a lot parenting parents cannot there's a lot of parents that helicopter over adult children because they have an identity crisis they can't let go of their parent title yeah. And so they're going to helicopter over a kid, be in their business, an adult kid. And some of them have been out longer uh, out of the house longer than they've ever lived in the house. And mom and dad are still helicoptering. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's a very toxic situation to find yourself in. Because at some point, you are not a mom anymore. I, I hear this all the time. Well, once a mom, always a mom. Once a dad, always a dad. That's a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Yes, your title stays there. But your personality and, and, your, and your identity is not that all the time. Father's Day comes around. You give my, I give my dad a Father's Day card, but he's not my dad. I don't go to him every time I need something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he don't expect me to. And he's very good at not, you know, helicoptering. 
So, so that's part of that. I, uh, when you, I when you start seeing those things come creeping up more and more and more, and there's tension and there's these things that that's probably because you're having some sort of identity crisis in your life that you need to go back and say, what's going on? How do I heal from this now? So back to how do I heal from it? So, and I was working with some, some situations and clients and things, but we were talking about this very stuff. I was trying to give them some advice. That's why I'm trying to talk out loud and see how that advice sounds. And that is really, it goes back to yourself. It goes back to that internal reflection. Like you say, the I am statement that, and and then, and then changing up and there's nothing wrong with making changes in life. I think changes are good and doing things that you normally uh, don't do and and get around people that you're normally not around. Those are all wonderful things because that will help you grow. But on the other hand, doing them because you're running from something is not, is not the right answer, you know? So, so you have to kind of go back and say, all right, you know, that phone's ringing and kind of distracted me from my, my train of thought. Can you tell? No, you I'm, kind of, I'm kind of lifting. Right there. Yeah. It uh, just happened well, there. it wasn't, I, that's not an identity crisis, but so, so anyways, healing from that, how do you go backwards to that? And that's, you go back and start making deposits internally because when you're having an identity crisis, it's because you're bankrupt internally. That's what happens because you you forgot who this person was or, or you found out, hey, I put so much emphasis on this exterior stuff that this inper, inward person withered up and died. Now I don't know what to do. So I'm going to make this other thing. Ah, that, that's who I am now. It's like, no, that's not who you are. You're this guy inside. Unfortunately, when you're there and you have to heal from it, you got to get a big mirror out and say, guess what? That guy's bankrupt. There's nothing left there. So I have to start building it. I have to start creating it now. I think something, yeah, I mean, so while you're talking there, it kind of, I was trying to put myself of what, what do I do when I, when I feel that pressure of, you know, going to buy something just to make myself feel good or, you know, the drastic changes in my life or if I'm getting that uneasy feeling. And I think something that I've kind of opened up in the, in the last probably couple of years is, you know, asking for help from outside sources. So I've always kind of grown up independent. I want to do it myself, kind of my way kind of thing. And um, so one example I'm kind of thinking of is, you know, just communication with my wife like we have a great relationship but i didn't feel like the communication was 100 percent on point and i'm just kind of just felt a little bit of a feeling in my chest each day like i'm not really getting out what i what i want meant to say to her you know and so, so we signed up for marriage counseling and i'm, I'm not ashamed to say that and it, that's what and that's the crazy thing first response everybody i'm like i'm in marriage counseling it's like oh i'm sorry you know things must be right like no things are absolutely great between us but it's just like that was where, you know, I guess where I want to align my I am statement up with who I really truly was being at that current moment. I needed to ask for an outside source. And, and that for me, that was counseling and going to somebody and saying, hey, I just I'm not I don't I'm not communicating right. I don't know how to get my message out to my wife, which is sounds kind of wild in itself. But I just, you know, somebody, an outside source saying just asking questions. So, so that's more of a pre, uh, uh, ounce of prevention. Yeah, because so, because you've made that deposit, you've prevented that. You know, uh, uh, you know, someday maybe she gets up and leaves or does something else. Then you you're like, man, I'm who am I now? That, Absolutely, yeah, now completely yep. off track. But I I've started to recognize those little feelings along the way super early, and yep. that's, I haven't always been like that. And then you you know, if you, if I don't address those, I mean, it's just one of them things that just keeps adding up over time. Oh, yeah. It becomes a big problem, and then you know, you get one little hiccup with anything, and then it just overreacts, and and then you just blew everything out of proportion, yep. and then it's like, okay, this, this doesn't make sense at all. I don't even know what I'm talking about now. So, you know, recognizing those for me early on and then I guess, you know, even doing these podcasts, like this is this is good stuff to you know, bring out and be kind of vulnerable and, and honest with yourself. And it feels uncomfortable, but at, after this, I, I feel amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, cool. I got that off my shoulders and, you know. You know, it goes back to, you know, when you build yourself the long way around, you're not using objects to be this person. You are investing in this guy. You're, you're working on him, pu- pushing him, you know, making him grow, making him grow. And you're building that up yourself. 
you know, it's really difficult to um, be intimidated whenever something comes along and smacks you upside the head. You know, it goes back to like, even in business, you know, we have the new guy uh, and I told him, I said, I'm going to teach you how to prospect and build your own business. Now we're going to give him some assets and we're going to give him uh, people when they come in, but that's not your, that's not how you're building your business. You're going to build your business through prospecting because the day is going to come when you're going to get rattled and someone's going to get up and leave. And I want you to know how to build, how you built that. Yeah. And whenever you're really investing like in the marriage and, and, and when the turbulence comes, you know, man, I, I know how to grow this because I've been there before. It's like going to the yeah. gym. You know, you know how that feels. You know the sort, what that soreness means. It's growing. You know, yeah. you're yeah. familiar with that stuff. But some people are not familiar with it and, they, and they've never done it. Yeah. And now they're going to have to face that music. Yeah. So, so whenever you find – so the bottom line is, is I, 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 you know, identify that you're in that crisis and then deal with it. And unfortunately, at that point, whenever you find yourself there – and I've been there in certain areas in my life. I found out, you know what? I, I'm pretty bankrupt inside. I have to go back and fix that. And you know what? That takes a lot of energy. And the problem with our society today is we cop out by Facebook, Instagram, because we don't have the energy to go deal with it. So what do we do? We just, we sedate ourselves by going to those programs and watching a video or posting something online or whatever, you know, and lying to ourselves. And this, this, the dangerous part is when you lie to yourself so much that you believe your own lie, like I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And, and, and you can, we can see them. We've seen them come through the office and like, no, they're bankrupt, literally, emotionally, mentally done. You know, so before you get there and then realize when you're there, there's no easy way back. You are, you are emotionally bankrupt. That's why you have that crisis because that piece that is pulled away from you, you're getting older, you're, you're whatever the case is, you lost your job, you lost that nice house, whatever it is, you know, you, you know, you put too much emphasis on that and you're bankrupt internally. You have to build that back up. It's not going to be replaced by the next object. Yeah. So, so what would be, I guess your, you know, your first piece of advice to check your identity and you know, keep, stay on track, I guess. What would you focus on? Well, you, you work on this guy every single day. But like, do you focus on, I mean, kind of the four pillars kind of areas? Or well, yeah, that's, you... yeah, that's even better. And when we have that program running, that's going to be a lifesaver. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we have so, to work on that program. So, yeah, but, but yeah, I would say, yeah, absolutely. And, and you work, I mean, you re- make those deposits every single day with yourself and then don't lie. Yeah. You know, the, back to our core value of being honest, just don't lie to yourself. Yeah. When you screwed it up, you screwed it up. Go to the mirror and say, dude, you screwed it up. And when you can have that conversation, when you can look at those, those eyes looking back at you in the mirror deeply and stare at them and say, yeah, I'm being honest with you now. You, you messed that up or yeah. you did a good job. Good job. When you can do that, you know, I heard a guy say, go staring at your eye, go stare in the mirror and, and look at yourself for a good five minutes. And, and he said, most people can't do it because they feel, start feeling uncomfortable because things start coming to the surface of, wow, ah, what am I doing? You know, and, and all of a sudden you start, you know, your mind yeah. starts messing with you. Yeah. Whenever you can do, honestly do that and just like, you know what, and be true, um, transparent with yourself, you should be. That's the for easiest person to be transparent with. Unfortunately, in society, it's the hardest person now. Right. It's easier to, to, you know, post something and hide. And look at through everybody else's eyes, yeah. Oh. When you're talking about those core values, I think that's helped me tremendously for my identity. And, uh, you know, being honest, when we first put those words up there probably a year and a half ago now, uh, at first I'm like, that's cool. I mean, they, they were literally just words on the wall, you know. But I'm like, as we start living that culture and I start incorporating them, I mean, everything I do, those core values pop in my head. And I'm like, you know, the, the power of those things hold right now. 
I've seen them day in and day out is helped me on my identity to keep me kind of in check and in line and it's just a constant reminder of you know seeing those words and this is who yeah. I am and this is the life I want to live so um yeah. I, you know that's that's one tool for me that's you know me tremendously, I guess. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. When you have an identity crisis, deal with it. Don't just keep pushing and don't just keep recreating the problem because you're exasperating the problem. So that's all we have today. All right. Until next, next time. time.